This podcast is brought to you by the Department of War Studies at King's College London. Welcome to the War Studies podcast. I'm Peter Bush. I'm Sally Horsfall. And I'm Adam Benswick. We're trying something new today, a new format of the War Studies podcast. We like to do two things. On the one hand, we aim to be a forum for the War Studies student and staff community. We have about a thousand students here, BA, MA and PhD. And of course, also many academic staff and researchers. So on this podcast, uh, you'll hear from them and also we hope from our alumni. On the other hand, uh, and this is related to the first point, of course, we will talk about the research that is going on in the department. We will also talk to academics from other universities, just as you used to uh, on this podcast and what we've done here over the last eight years. We just do it a bit more frequently, we hope. We, that is Sally, Adam, and me, and later on we'll talk to Amanda, one of our academics in the department, and to Macy, a student in her second year, here studying war studies. We should start with a quick round of introductions. Sally and Adam, what should the podcast world know about you? Hi everybody, I'm Sally. I'm the Interim Communications Officer at the Department of War Studies. Um, I grew up in Brussels and I've been working in communications and marketing for just over 15 years. Uh, I'm a writer and I'm a linguist. So I'm specialised in communicating about research and education. Hi guys, uh, it, is, it is me. I am Adam Beswick. Um, I'm currently a BA3, that is a third year international relations student here at the War Studies Department. Um, at the moment, when I'm not trying to figure, figure out my dissertation, I am um, interning as an analyst for the KCL Wargaming Network. And before that, I ran a weekly podcast show on KCL Radio for International Relations Today. Um, whenever I'm not at university or doing these things, uh, I work as an English and Swedish teacher for refugees um, in Sweden. Uh, I also like video games and I like to, to go cycling. Wow, at cycling in, in, in Sweden, that's something nice. And I'm Peter Bush, a senior lecturer in media and war. I joined the department in 2004, so a long time ago. Before that, I was a television journalist in Germany. My area of research is, um, on the one hand, the Cold War, particularly the, the Vietnam War, and also media and war and I really look into questions like about propaganda and influencing and something in this area. I started the War Studies podcast in 2012 and many people have kept it going throughout the years. Most recently uh, Kirk Allen, maybe he's out there, so hello Kirk. Um, so we should talk to him I think sooner or later on this new format as well. Today we're starting off by talking about uh, where we are uh, how teaching works nowadays and how we are also trying to keep the research community going uh, in a new format or online way. I should say that I'm in Germany right now, in Wiesbaden to be precise, which is not far from Frankfurt in Germany. Uh, I left the UK on Monday to be close to my family, as many people. But uh, what about you, Sally and Adam? Well, I'm working from home at the moment, and that's uh, beautiful Greenwich in the southeast uh, part of London. Like myself, although not in Greenwich, um, I'm working from home. 
well, studying from home uh, in uh, the Soccer Archipelago in a place called Salt Huebu. That is uh, the, the name of the area. It's about a half hour drive from town, um, but it's peace and quiet. And for me, it's the perfect place to, you know, wait out this, uh, this, this virus and, and hope for the best. And you can ride your bike there, I guess. Absolutely. Um, although I realize having been in London for the last three years, I'm quite out of shape. So uh, yesterday I went for a ride and um, did a fraction of what I used to be able to do. So that, there's a bit of work there, but, but that should be fun. But you've got some good scenery out there as well. So it's a reason to get out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's right, on the, right, right next to the sea. So I can go in and look at ducks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you showed us a picture yesterday. I mean, it was, was wonderful to see blue sky. I don't know. Yes, well, there are good things uh, even at this point in time. So we're also joined by, by Dr. Amanda Chisholm, a senior lecturer in international relations and uh, Macy. So hi, Amanda. Hi. And hi, Macy. Hiya. <laughs> Macy is a second year BA student in war studies. Um, but uh, let's start with uh, Amanda. So where are you right now? So greetings from quarantined West London, Ealing to be specific. Mm -hmm. And uh, today we want to talk to you about uh, one of the initiatives that you started actually earlier this uh, academic year. And mm -hmm. this is uh, academic writing sprints uh, for our colleagues, researchers, as well as teaching staff. Uh, so what is this idea in general? So... Writing sprints is not my idea. I um, appropriated it and it's uh, with, with a lot of success, I think. And so the, it's predicated on um, Farklet training running, which just is a series of short interval sprints followed by a break. And the idea is it's supposed to in, improve your running. Um, we've taken it, adopted it to writing where it's short bursts of concise focused writing. Um, usually between 30 to 45 minutes with a 15 minute break in between. Um, and we usually run three sessions of them uh, with a high degree of success in the ability to, you know, produce, um, you know, so the people who participate in the sprints have produced over the series of three sprints, 1500 words of writing to, you know, polishing and finishing um, edits of a journal article etc. So um, yeah, so it's predicated on short, condensed um, writing sprints. That sounds and great, Amanda. How many people are actually participating in it? Are there lots of people involved? So um, we started it more in residence, so physical presence in a room. Um, and uh, I've done these sprints both within war studies, but also in defense studies down in Shrivenham. And um, both sprints uh, with resident brought in anywhere from eight to 10 people uh, any given time. We just moved this virtually and um, we had 10 people in our, our first virtual uh, writing sprint. And on a Monday, we have 15 people signed up. That's brilliant. That's a good start, isn't it? Yeah, 15 is quite good. So, so you said you moved online. How does it really work? I mean, how, how do you organize it? Yeah, so it's a bit of an experiment so far. Um, we organize it through Zoom. 
so what we end up doing is everyone logs into Zoom and we with, with video. So we see each other and say a brief hello and tell everyone in the beginning what you're planning on working on. Uh, so it could be, you know, anywhere from a grant proposal to a journal article to a book chapter to presentations to just broader literature review, just whatever you plan on working on and whatever ambitions you have to get done for the first sprint. Uh, and then once we've all done that, then we log off and for the next 45 minutes, we each um, uh, time ourselves with our phone timer, uh, write and, and just continuously write with your mobile phone shut off, your email, social media, door closed, it's just a focused writing. And then after the 45 minutes is up, we log on again to Zoom and we tell everyone, you know, what we managed to accomplish. And, it, you know, it's a collective kind of congratulating or consoling because often any, anyone who writes, whether, you know, BA students to academics, you can, it's a frustrating experience at times. So we support each other through the frustrations and celebrate each other's successes. So it's a really good, positive um, community vibe, even online, which has been great. So you mentioned BA students and as a BA student, I just want to know if, um, if, if I or anyone else listening to this, who is also writing their dissertation or trying to finish up their coursework, how could people partake in this? Uh, how can people join? Well, I think you could easily start your own um, or you can, you know, uh, get in touch with me if you want to be a part of it. It's absolutely we're, we're a growing community and keen to support each other's research interests, whatever your tasks are. Right. So I think, um, you know, with BA students forming amongst themselves where that's great, too, is that you get more of peer support, uh, peer feedback on the stuff you're working on, because when you're checking in after your sprints, you know, often you check in, you're like, okay, I've, you know, I had problems working through this particular concept, or I'm not sure of the framing, and you can get, you know, um, advice, immediate advice from, from, from your colleagues. But certainly the, the sprints that I'm running were predominantly um, academics, full-time faculty, as, but we do have some um, PhD students that participate, and I'm more than happy to open it up to MA or BA if they're interested in, in participating as well. And uh, can, can you give us some examples of uh, what are you working on or what, what have you written, for example? So um, since I started the sprints in war studies last year, I managed to uh, produce and revise a journal article for international political sociology that is now going to its forthcoming. Yay. So, so I attribute the, the sprints very much to the production of that journal article. And I also managed to uh, finish an ESRC final research project um, um, document and also um, a finish and submit an 800,000 pound ESRC responsible grant. So this all happened within these writing sprints and I think why they're fantastic for academics in particular but also I'm sure for, for BA and MA and PhD students is that our lives are just um, you know um, we've got competing interests all the time, whether it's, you know, um, teaching, administration, um, impact, 
let alone taking care of our family, friends, whatnot, right? So what this enables is a condensed period of time where you dedicate to your own research. And so I think, you know, that alone has been fabulous uh, to prioritize research in that way, but also a really great way to get to know what my other colleagues are working on, you know, their emerging projects. So it's, it's, been, it's been fab in that regard as well. Well, thanks a lot, uh, uh, Amanda, and we will link to you or we show your email somewhere. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with yeah, you. Yeah, please do if you're interested. Definitely um, pop me an email. You also can find me on Twitter. It's AmandaChism5. So come look me up and ping me on, um, on Twitter if you're also interested in, in getting involved. Thanks a lot, Amanda. And uh, I'm Macy. Hi, Macy again. Uh, yeah. BA2 <laughs> student in war studies. Um, of course, one of my students in the uh, core course. Um, <laughs> when did you leave London and where are you now? So I left on Tuesday. I was adamant that I was going to stay all week. And then I had, so I'm a celiac, had a bit of a faff, went to multiple shops. I think because celiac foods have a longer sell-by date, people were just buying them up first. But it got to a point where I was kind of really struggling to find food. So I rang my mum, <laughs> bless her, she came and got me. So I've been in Berkshire since about Tuesday. Um, and weirdly, the food is almost, uh, there's more food here, which is really bizarre, I guess. But clearly people aren't stopped buying as much. Um, and yeah, I'm studying from home as well, doing all the Zoom online lectures and seminars. Um, so that's really fun. Um, how are you finding it, um, Maisie? Because I mean, I've been uh, doing some Zoom, Zoom stuff as well, and it seems to be working in some modules, but not in others. So could you just uh, explain or just, just touch upon uh, what, what has been your experience with Zoom? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, Zoom has worked perfectly. I've never had any issues regarding Wi-Fi, microphones, cameras. That's not been a problem for me so far. And I've done um, quite a lot. I think I've done about four of them in total now. And the Japanese one was really interesting as well, because I didn't think that was going to work at all. Um, so obviously it's quite interactive and we do a lot of speaking. But again, that worked perfectly fine. We've got an online whiteboard as well for Japanese. So for things that need to be drawn on, we can work with that. Um, and we can all kind of, we still do speaking amongst each other, but it's a more um, linear process, I'd say, than kind of pair work, because obviously everyone will just be talking over themselves. Um, but that said, other I know a couple of people have had issues with the microphones, but I think that more might be more of a personal issue with regards to their kind of kit. Um, but I, I haven't had any problems. I actually find that I think the attendance is higher for a lot of my seminars because it's more accessible and it doesn't take people the time to kind of go to things, which sounds awful, but I really do. I think that people, more people are doing it actually than going to lectures towards those last few weeks, especially people that were panicking about going home. For them, this is kind of the perfect solution because they don't have to worry about going outside if they've got asthma and things like that and there are higher risk cases. They're much happier at home um, and using Zoom. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand. I've, I've got asthma as well. And I had to make a difficult decision a few weeks ago. You know, do I stick, do I stick this out in London? Yeah. Do I go home? Um, and I, I chose to go back to Stockholm. But one thing that I found difficult was trying to adapt to a new working environment. You know, all of a sudden, one day you're in London, you have your, your schedule, your routine, and then you're completely uprooted and you have to set up camp somewhere else. Did you find that it was hard for you to um, adapt to working from home? And could you just briefly explain how does that work? <laughs> so I say I really associate coming home with relaxing and doing nothing. <laughs> so the first kind of, I'd say Tuesday, Wednesday, when I got home, all I wanted to do was nothing and eat and watch TV as 
students do when we go home. Um, but I think kind of come Wednesday afternoon after a day of it, it kind of occurred to me that this is actually so boring. Um, and having a more or kind of making for myself a more regular routine really helped because knowing that I can't get up at 11 every day. I mean, doing it for one day was enough to put me off because I was thinking I can't do this for the next 12 weeks. <laughs> if that's how long it's going to last, I'll go insane. Um, so yeah, I set myself an alarm to get up about 8.30. Still a little bit of a lion, so it's quite nice because obviously I'm at home, I don't have to be up at the crack of dawn running around like headless chicken. Um, and then I have to sit myself in a room where people aren't in it because otherwise I find it really hard to focus. If my sister or my parents are running around, I find it really difficult because I just want to chat with them all the time. <laughs> so I think I find it, I found it quite difficult the first few days sitting down and not talking to people. <laughs> um, but if I'm in a separate room, me and my parents have a, <laughs> a little room schedule where we all sit in different rooms and we rotate <laughs> so that we don't end up getting distracted by each other. Because I think it's so easy when you're in a room with another person to just kind of get distracted and start chatting. So yeah, and I think working out is a really big thing. Um, it really helps me when I work out in the morning, it's kind of set a plan for my day and it makes you feel like you've actually, you're not gonna have a nothing day, which is okay. Sure, I mean, on the weekends, I'm absolutely gonna do nothing most likely. Bit of walking, bit of exercise, but that's probably it. Um, but during the week, I think I need to get that into that mindset of kind of today is a working day like at uni. Go to the gym, do your work, and then do whatever you want in the evenings. Um, and <laughs> In light of the whole kind of COVID-19, loads of fitness apps are doing seven-day free trials for their at-home workouts. So I've basically uh, got a little plan. I'm going to do a week of each one <laughs> to see which one I think is the best. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the way I'm structuring things from now. So I can see you can start your own YouTube channel just yeah. saying which, which app is the best. Review the home workout apps, exactly. <laughs> I've got the time for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. How have you found it? I mean, do you have like your own space to do it in or have you found it quite difficult I mean that kind of goes for everyone really working around other people well for, for me my, my dad is working from home as well yeah and um the, the way our house is it's got three floors um but it's all kind of open in a way so even if he's on the third floor I can hear him pretty well from the <laughs> from the ground floor yeah. um so I've I've also done a bit like you I've been you know in the mornings I sit in the kitchen because you get the sun mm. and then towards the evening or afternoon, I go into my separate room and do my work. And another thing I think is really important for me is to delegate time to do things that you want to do that are completely unrelated to uni or other work um, because you are at home after all. And if, if you, I mean, when I first came, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to constantly do work because I felt that I was under a lot of pressure given the amount of work I had to produce. But in actual fact, my productivity increased by taking time off to, you know, work out, go for a walk, or in my case, jump on my bike and go down to the, to the sea. Um, I think that helps a lot. So I, I would, I'd really urge fellow BA, B2, B, uh, BA2, MA students to, to also take time to unwind a bit because you know COVID-19 and everything it's it's stressful um, and if if it's not then uh, I think you're lying to yourself because I it, it stresses me a lot I mean the entire experience it, it's yeah. stressful fun. definitely I think setting hours helps as well if you say to yourself I'm going to do work from these hours to these hours then it kind of helps break up the day a bit I reckon it works for me I don't know how it works for other people but 
that helps me and having like a good lunch having the opportunity which I never do at uni is to make like a really healthy kind of fun lunch and use all my mum's seeds and stuff <laughs> I obviously wouldn't buy <laughs> and kind of setting the time out for that it makes quite a nice quite a nice little study break so <laughs> yeah it's also an opportunity to be creative as well in a way and do mm. things like that do extra cooking and that sort of thing yeah Dr Bush what what, what's your routine like in, in Wieselbad? Is that what it's called? Um, am Wiesbaden. I, am I Wiesel, Wies, Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden, yes, yes. Ah. Um, so far, uh, I'm, I'm still struggling to find a good routine. I just have breakfast in the morning and then I'm sitting in front of my computer all the time, here, talking <laughs> to people most of the time um, and, and trying to organize things. Uh, I, I went for one walk yesterday and that was quite healthy, I thought, and good for me. Um, <laughs> I have to do it more. But I'm still, I find it difficult. I keep telling myself I need a routine and I hopefully will get one. Yeah. I think it's the same for everybody, more or less, to, to, if you have to do something new. I mean, um, Amanda, what, what are you doing as we're chatting about it? Yeah, I um, echo what everyone else is saying is just trying to find a routine and structure to your day. So I generally start with some sort of at home yoga hit kind of exercise and then shower have breakfast and get ready for work so you know put on makeup do my hair and then do my three second commute to my living room to my workplace just to have some sort of structure so i'm not in my pajamas all day and you know the day kind of goes on and then break it up with like macy said a nice healthy fun lunch um maybe an afternoon uh, walk social distancing at the park where you can wave from a few meters away to the next person um yeah and then ending uh, ending my day usually around six and either watching like a 1990s movie that I haven't watched forever or I'm learning how to knit now and I'm also learning Nepali through a language app so you know something different that I wouldn't have otherwise done that kind of breaks up the day and something to look forward to I think. Nepali that sounds wonderful so what's hello in Nepali? Habari? Nope that's Swahili. Namaste. Namaste that's Namaste. easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Amanda and Macy, uh, for sharing what you're doing right now and also <laughs> to the initiative that, that, uh, that you started, well, a long time ago now, Amanda, but also bring it online. I think uh, we will talk about many similar things. And maybe we also just, uh, you know, take part in one, uh, at least in the early phase, and talk to people who, who are there. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom is so easy. We just zoom in. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Amanda and Macy. And uh, that's it from us. Goodbye. It's been lovely hearing everyone and how they're doing. And um, just to uh, inform everyone, um, I know that the last week has been difficult, um, but stay, stay calm, stay strong, stay at home. And even though you, wherever you are in the world, if you're in London, if you're in Sweden or Germany, or even across the pond in the US, uh, the War Studies Department uh, hasn't quite left yet and uh, will be with you shortly. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by the Department of War Studies at King's College London. For more information about the department, visit the War Studies website at www.kcl.com. Dot 
ac.uk slash war studies.